Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Clinical Spiritualist. My name is Morgan and I am your host. So I've had a little bit of a brand change. Um, my Instagram also used to be Clinical Spiritualist, um, but I decided to go with the name of my business and keep everything sort of on a continuum. Um, my Instagram name is now Morgan Thomas Coaching. However, I love the Clinical Spiritualist. I love kind of how I started with that. So the podcast will still remain the same. Today, we are talking about psychic ability, connecting with the other side, and sort of my point of view of how it's possible to connect with the other side and kind of how my skills have developed over time. Um, it's less about me educating and more about me just sharing my experience. Um, because I'm a little like uncertain about what's happening, but I've been exploring connecting with the other side through my um, tarot readings, through my energy work. And I really just want to talk about it. Um, one, because I think my partner is getting <laughs> kind of annoyed with me because I'm just so shocked by it still. Every time it happens and every time like a client confirms like what I what came through was spot on, I'm in disbelief. And like last night I was telling her about client session that happened and she was like, yeah, Morgan, like, I know this has been happening. Like, why are you basically like, why are you still shocked? So I really just want to talk it through. Um, so, um, yeah, let's get started. Let's talk about the different clairs is what they're called. So there's clairaudience, clairvoyance, claircognizant or claircognition and clairsentience. Um, I think there are more clairs, but these are the main ones. And these are the ones I feel like comfortable talking about and providing examples with. So these are ways that people are psychic and like ways the information comes through to them. So you can be, I truly believe that everyone has the ability to be psychic and that even if we're not working on our psychic abilities as like spiritual workers and spiritual mentors, I think that we all just probably get little tastes of, you know, our intuition or being able to be psychic. And it's, it's just, it's more, what's the word? It's like, it happens more frequently than we think is a good way I want to say it. So clear audience is clear hearing. I really relate to Claire audience. And I would say that's where my psychic ability started to develop was Claire audience. So it is like you're hearing your own inner voice. So most of us have an inner dialogue, which can be different than when you're experiencing Claire audience. So I really notice Claire audience when I'm doing tarot readings and I'm trying to piece out the story for the client of like, what does this card mean for them? Sometimes I just get like sentences and I just like, I hear it. So it is, it's, it's hearing, um, but it's not like I'm hearing like my own voice back to me right now. It's, I hear my own inner voice, but it's, you know, you have to differentiate between your inner voice and like a psychic download that comes as your own inner voice. That's why these are so like nuanced and kind of difficult to figure out, but also freaking fascinating. Um, so clear audience is clear hearing and it comes through like your own inner voice. So for example, I'll do a tarot reading I did with a client yesterday. I was 
I welcomed in her grandmother because she had a question about her, which I really don't do tarot readings in regard to people who have passed on, but I was like, hell yeah, let's do this. This is so cool. Um, and it's important that this client really wanted some answers from her grandma. Um, and so when I asked for advice from the grandma to the client, I got the sun card. And if you know tarot, like, wow, what a beautiful card to get from someone who has passed on. Um, and I just heard keep shining, keep shining, keep shining. What was that movie? Anyway. Um, so that would be an example of clear audience where like, it wasn't, I wasn't sitting here like thinking about it, like thinking how to relate to this card. You know, sometimes I do use my own like critical thinking to figure out tarot cards. Um, but this was clear audience. This was like, who download, like, that's it. Like, it's like when clear audience comes through, you don't even have time to sit there and think about it. You've already received the information. So the next Claire is clairvoyance. Um, this is clear seeing. So I always thought that clairvoyance was like literally seeing like, you know, for those of you seeing the videos, like seeing my coffee cup. Um, but as I'm finding out, clairvoyance is seeing with your third eye. So it's like when you daydream and you're like going somewhere like, you know, if you're doing a meditation, it's like, now go to the beach and you're sitting on the beach and blah, blah, blah. Like you're seeing it with your third eye. Um, not to say like, I really do believe people can see like spiritual things, like in the earthly realm, I have set a boundary that I don't want that to happen to me. Um, and that, yeah, I've just never experienced that. And I don't want to, um, but I have been experiencing clairvoyance where I'm seeing things with my third eye. So it's like visuals are coming down. <laughs> so interesting. Visuals are coming through. So I'll give an example of the same reading yesterday. Really my, my reading yesterday, it has inspired so much because I experienced multiple clairs in that reading. And I'm now able to have the language to kind of explain what I'm experiencing. Um, and I really just want to talk it out with you. So yesterday I experienced clairvoyance when I started. Um, so when clients get a tarot reading with me, even if they're not looking for more like spiritual answers, I still invite like my guides in. I invite their guides in if they want to um, just as like support because like all this stuff that I'm saying, like it's not me, like I'm not, you know, like I have had to work on it and learn and um, whatever, but it's the other side is, is working through me. That makes sense. So yesterday when I called in the client's grandma, um, I was like, you know, grandma, you can come in. And like, I don't start just getting visuals. Although like, I don't know the grandma's name. I'm not getting like all these very specific downloads. Um, cause I think I'm just like starting to understand this. And so I think I'm just gradually kind of pushing myself into it, but I got, um, like a clairvoyance of a sweater, a turtleneck sweater, specifically a turtleneck sweater. And I was like, did she used to wear like turtleneck sweaters? Like what's going on here? Um, and so I wrote it down and here's the thing. I'm not just getting these informations and like super confident in it. And then sharing with the client, like, yep, that's, I know like your grandma's coming through a hundred percent. Um, I'm still very, Insecure is not the right word. I'm careful. That's a better word. I'm very careful because, you know, you're, you're talking a part of being a spiritual mentor is being trauma informed. And so when you're talking with someone's 
loved one on the other side. Like, I'm not just going to start acting like I know it all, um, but I am going to offer what I received and let, and allow the client to take it or leave it. Um, because I'm never going to speak in absolutes because I just think that's unfair. I give the client the opportunity, opportunity to take it. And, you know, maybe I did like, maybe I did receive a download and it wasn't for that client or it was for me, or like, I just don't know how to differentiate it yet. Um, so anyway, sidebar, like always proceed with caution, especially when dealing with people who are coming to you in a vulnerable space. Um, anyway, I saw the sweater and I wrote it down and I was talking to her and I was like, did your grandma like wear turtleneck sweaters? Like I kept getting that visual and she was like, no. And she like was having an emotional reaction. She was like, no, she, but she used to wear sweaters all the time um, that were like from back in the day. And like basically saying like she was wearing old school sweaters and that was kind of like her signature style. Um, So it made so much sense. Like I probably wouldn't have thought to think of it as a sweater if I just saw a long sleeve shirt, you know, but I saw the turtleneck and I was like, oh, turtleneck sweater. Um, so there's an example of how clairvoyance works. Um, you know, and I wasn't getting a super long visual about it. It was just like, oh, turtleneck sweater. And it was like a lavender color. That was it. I didn't see her in it. I just saw the sweater. It was just a little pop in my third eye. Um, yeah. So it kind of feels like you're daydreaming. And with that same client later on in the reading where I was like finishing up with like grandma's messages, um, it was like, is there anything else? And I just saw grandma again, I don't really know what she looks like. I just knew that was her energy because that was what I was calling in. I saw grandma and client um, on the beach together. And I was like, oh, cute, cool. Like that's really, and they were both like smiling and enjoying each other's company. Um, And I brought that up to the client and she was like, yeah, we love to go to the beach together. Like that was our place. And I was like, so cool. Like, it's just so cool for me too, because, you know, I, I just think like, oh, grandma's taking me and showing me like a serene place with, with her granddaughter, but to the client was like, no, that's our place. So it like everything that I received, like a beach and a sweater, like it doesn't seem, you know, super um, important, but you know, then when I relay it back to the clients, like, no, that's really, really important um, and clarifies for them, like that really is their loved one. So there was an example of how clairvoyance has came through for me before. I'll give a couple more examples in a little bit. Um, there's also claircognition, the sense of knowing. So it's like that gut feeling where I experience claircognition sometimes, but it's, it's kind of hard for me to differentiate between what's like my anxiety and what is like a gut knowing. I can think of one time where I've experienced this, where I've just had a feeling about somebody. Well, actually I can experience, I can think of a couple different experiences. So this happened when I was little, I was in a bank and now it all makes sense, but I, you know, it was my intuition. It was claircognition. I was in a bank and someone walked in and they had a ski mask on. And I just knew that this wasn't right. Like I knew that this person wasn't supposed to be wearing a ski mask in the bank. And like my dad and my sisters were like, Morgan, like it's winter, it's fine. But I remember like tugging on my dad and letting him know, like this person felt really unsafe. I just knew something was about to happen. Something about this person just did not sit with me. And sure enough, we looked in the newspaper the next day and this person had wrote like a ransom note of like telling them, like trying to rob the bank. 
it wasn't in a violent way, I don't believe. Um, but they still were robbing the bank. And I like, I knew um, that's, yeah, I just don't have a lot of examples, but that's something from, you know, way back in the day, I can remember. So it's that, that gut feeling of like, you know, when you're about to go hang out with someone and, or like go on, like, okay, here's an example. Actually, I was going on a first date one time and I just didn't want to go. And I just had this feeling of like, uh, but I gaslit myself and I was like, Morgan, come on, like put yourself out there. You're just tired. Like you go and give this person a chance. Like look at their pictures. They, they look fine. Like I just was gaslighting myself and not trusting myself, which I don't do much of that anymore. Uh, Cause I've learned the hard way. Um, and I remember walking up to the door and seeing my first date. Like I, like it was the backside of him. And I, I just, no. For whatever reason, it could have just been like a lack of chemistry. It could have been like he was a danger. Like, I don't know, but I turned around and I walked back to my car. Okay, so I guess I do have examples of clear cognition. But as far as like working with clients, I really can't think of a lot. Um, clairsentience. Clairsentience is the psychic feeling, is is a psychic of feeling. Is I don't know how else to describe, but like um just do you know when you feel that energy shift? And for those of you watching the video, like you can see me kind of like touching my shoulders and my arms, but when you just, you feel like, you know, have you ever been like washing dishes or in the kitchen and you like feel the energy shift for good or for, for, for good or for bad or for worse, whatever. Um, I felt both, you know, I've used to like wake up from nightmares and there was a clear energy shift in my room and it was something was an, Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of feeling the stuff now um but yeah clairsentience is that feeling but yesterday in my session I know I keep relating it to this um one reading but it's really what inspired me I called in her grandma and like her angels and her spirit guides of the highest good all that sort of thing and I felt the energy shift on my shoulders and I can also think about a time when I was the client in an Akashic record reading and she, the reader welcomed in my spirit guides and stuff. And I felt them so hardcore. She was like, they're with you right now. And I could feel them around me. And I think it's really easy to gaslight ourselves of like, oh, that's just a cold chill or like all of these psychic abilities are really easy to dismiss because we're constantly told to just not trust our feelings, our thoughts, the downloads that don't make sense. Um, so it's really a, all about that unlearning and relearning that you can trust the subtle shifts. You can trust the little niggling feeling. Um, okay. So that's a, that's like a little bit about like psychic communication um and ways that I've experienced it I'd say the strongest ones are one clairaudience for sure and I'm starting to get a little bit of clairvoyance a little bit of clairsentience um and just like with anything else like people's abilities here we go people's abilities range just like with soccer like some people play once every 10 years and they're like they know how to kind of do it some people play every single day and they're a pro athlete like it just depends on your skill level and I'm by no means like the most psychic or I don't even identify as medium but I would like to work on that skill because clearly like there's something there that I'm connecting with that I would like to learn how to like tap into on cue versus like when I'm in this like when I'm in a session like I'm getting some stuff 
Um, but it's really more by accident than by like a purpose for that. Um, so a little bit about my spiritual journey, like I didn't have language for this until I was in my twenties. Um, and really a few years ago when I kind of went on my spiritual journey, but I think I've always had this connection with the other side. Cause my mom said that when she'd walk into my room when I was little, I'd tell her I was talking to angels. So I really feel like I've had this connection with, with connecting with things like, like beyond the human realm. Um, but never in a scary way. I know some people have like really kind of uncomfortable stories, but I don't really remember ever feeling that. Um, a few times I have as an adult, like I was talking about that, that kind of like weird energy shift feeling that doesn't really feel very good. Um, but I, I really haven't been confident, I guess is what I want to say in my abilities until late. And it's not that I don't believe that these things aren't happening and aren't real. Cause cl- like clearly like clients are confirming that, you know, this, inter- this, um, information is resonating, but it's just like this disbelief because for so long I was like, you're like, I grew up in Christianity, you know, just humans religious or not are taught not are taught not to trust ourselves and I guess I'm relating it to Christianity because we're taught to like always seek after a preacher or seek after a pastor or like turn to the bible instead of just sitting with ourselves and truly knowing um which we all have we all have access to this it's just strengthening that muscle that intuitive muscle um so some examples where I've like accidentally channeled I had a friend who lost someone dear to them tragically out of the blue. And this was like on the very start of my spiritual journey where I started kind of stepping away from religion and stepping just into being a spiritual being. And I remember getting a a very big clairvoyance. Again, I didn't have the language for this um, download of her and her loved one having a really serene moment um, and there was, there was language exchange. There was, you know, I don't really want to talk about it, um, in detail, but I like was channeling her and her mom. And I, I didn't really know. I thought I was just having like a daydream, but no, like it was a, a channeled message. Um, that's happened a lot where like, I can think of a really good friend whose grandma passed years ago. And before I kind of went on the spiritual journey, you know, I still believed in like, connections with the other side but I remember waking up dying laughing because in my dream I was with her grandma her and me and we were having just so much fun and I I grew up around this grandma and this friend like we were lifelong lifelong friends and now that I know her grandma was coming through to me because she wanted to get through to her um her granddaughter so it's just so cool to reflect on these things and have language and like really believe and know for sure like that wasn't just a weird dream my brain was doing like that was a message that was a sign um and a couple times since then I felt her grandma come through and be like and I'm like I'll send a voice memo to my friend and be like I feel this she wants you to know that she loves you etc so it's happened a lot in my personal life but I think what's the coolest is that when I get on a session with a client I have no context for so you know, my, my business is on Google and I had someone book a virtual Reiki session and, you know, she was like, I'm feeling a little stressed. I've moved recently and I'm just kind of wanting to, 
get some like chakra, chakra clearing and like just energetic reset. I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm doing her Reiki and then we get back on and I'm like, do you have someone on the other side who was in a wheelchair? Okay, hold on. Okay, that just spooked me out a little bit. I was like, who is this random person coming through my audio? But it's like a neighbor outside of my house. Um, what was I saying though? Let me, let me, let me ponder. Right. So talking about clients who I've never met before, I think that's what really, really clarifies this for me is that, okay, the Reiki session. Yes. I got back onto the recording and I was like, do you have a loved one on the other side? A man who was in a wheelchair and she starts crying and she's like, my husband passed and he had several disabilities. Like it's definitely that like evidential mediumship aspect. Again, I'm not claiming I'm a medium. I do think that these kind of qualities are coming through for a reason. Um, where like I saw a wheelchair and I saw a man and I had no idea. I didn't really understand it was her husband, but again, I just knew those two things. There was a wheelchair and it was a man and I was going to leave it up to the client to confirm. And again, being trauma-informed, allowing the client to take it or leave it. I approached it with very, I'm not sure. This is what I got. Like, I'm just letting you know my experience. You can use this or you can't. And she used it and she was like, cool. Like, he was coming through to say hi. Um, so yeah, I've, I've had experiences with uh, people who have lost, like I remember getting trained in Reiki one, which I'm trained in Reiki one and two. And I was trained in Reiki one twice because the first time I just didn't have the best experience. Um, nothing like bad happened. It was just like, I didn't feel well-versed in it. And so I wanted to get trained in it again. Um, and I remember the practitioner saying like, you know, I was doing a Reiki session and someone's son came through and someone from the other side. And she was talking about how she connects with the other side. And I just remember thinking, this will never happen to me. There's no way that I have this gift. There's no way that this will happen. And sure enough, it happens frequently now. Um, and it's all about just being open. It's being open and receptive and working with just things of like the highest good. Like, you know, I say like a little prayer, a little affirmation before I start a tarot reading or a Reiki session. I definitely notice these downloads and these like encounters through Reiki sessions way more. And I think that's just because I'm like, I don't have like a tool in front of me to kind of guide me. I'm just like, it's me and them. And so a lot's going to come through. Um, and plus like working with with Reiki, I think just kind of takes me to a different energetic space. Um, so I don't really have any guidance. I don't really have like a way to like wrap this up in a pretty box other than that's what's been happening. And um, we all have the ability to connect with like higher other frequencies. Um, and it's really not the scary thing that at least I was taught, like, you know, that these things are really scary and that you'll see things out in the human, like, like your human realm. Like that's not how I'm experiencing it at all. It's these very subtle shifts that I could easily dismiss, but it's all about, again, like strengthening that it's a language, you know, it's, it's like learning tarot. Like it's a different language you're learning and a different skill set. So 
thanks for listening. I hope this is helpful. I would love to know if you experience any sort of clairs. If you have any advice for me, like I'm not speaking from a knowledgeable standpoint. I'm speaking from a, this is my experience and I want to be a student in this because um, I think there's a lot for me to learn. So I'd love to know like if you've had these similar experiences, how you've strengthened these skills um, any books that you've read, podcasts, like people that you follow. Um, I think it'd be helpful for me to like join like a medium mediumship circle or something. Um, but thank you for listening. I got to go eat some bomb food. Harry and Izzy's. <laughs> okay. Happy Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. Bye.